0: Hi, welcome to the Mindset Junkie podcast. I'm your host, Seamus Fox. I created this podcast to inspire people like you. People who want to create change in their lives, but possibly feel stuck. I love speaking with guests from all over the world who have created change in their own mindsets so that they can be the best and the highest version of themselves. They have greater impact on this world. So, strap yourself in and enjoy the Mindset Junkie journey. Okay, so welcome back to the Mindset Junkie podcast. Today's guest is Gronia McCoy. Gronia, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much for having me. Excellent.
0: All right. So Gronia, for listeners, people who don't know who you are, um, if you want to give a brief explanation into who you are, what you do and what you're involved in right now.
1: Oh God, where do I start? I um, do a little bit of everything. Um, my name is McCoy. I um, well, I uh, well, I'm known mainly. My career started as a makeup artist, and then it progressed into a, a little bit of TV, where I was on the BBC Apprentice with the Lord Sugar himself. Um, but I think my main thing would be that. Is my business career. So from building my makeup brand to my online store last year in the middle of a pandemic to then my actual store itself. It's a little bit of a rundown. Now there's there's more, there's more to it, like, but that's a that's a couple of intros. For you. Okay,
0: and we'll explore that. So, Grona, what I like to do for all guests is kind of take it way back to the start. Like, where did you grow up? What was those early inspirations like? What was it like for a, a young gronya growing up?
1: Oh, a young granny growing up. Where do I? Okay, so I hated school. No, it wasn't my thing. I I think the last book I read was probably like proper. I just it just wasn't for me. I just it 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 didn't suit me. So, what um I started doing was actually selling sweets in the in the in the in the yard in the playground um in first and second year, which was a very successful business until I nearly got caught and got expelled. But however. And that was good. And then um, I ended up, I took on my first full job and I became a mother at 15. So obviously I felt like my opportunities were going to completely change. I thought that, Jesus, how's my life going to pan out now? But I had my son. I went back to school four weeks later. Because I just wanted to tell everybody that was gossiping about me and I heard, you know, all the gossiping annies. Well, did you hear about granny McCoy having a baby? She's only 15 Jesus, isn't that a terror? I wanted to prove not only to them but to myself, because I knew I was stubborn. I knew I wanted to do something with my life. But um, having my son at such a young age, people would have thought, oh. Well, how is she ever going to do anything? But i seen it as a blessing. I loved him as soon as he came out of the womb, to put it politely. So, you know, Ryan wasn't going to be a distraction. He was going to actually drive me on. So I went back to school four weeks later, even though I hated it. And um, I'm back and repeated my fifth year with um, people that were a year younger than me. Yeah. Um, now, I only come out with two GC- GCSEs, but that's not the point. <laughs> it's the point, point. I'm back. Um and wanted to really really take my take my life to another level of, or even though I had a child yeah. so um anyway I went to school finished school and um just worked in retail i um and then I remember I worked my my, my way up the retail sector and then I became manager of a standalone store in Uri. and I thought this isn't for me i want I wanna get back into my makeup career i wanna i really wanna be a makeup artist and at that stage like I had to advertise doing makeup in the Yellow Pages for anybody that doesn't know what the Yellow Pages is because she's that young. We used to be a big yellow book. Just oh, the only way you could find yourself was through this. Yeah, I used to
0: deliver them.
1: <laughs> yeah. So everybody thought, I don't want a makeup artist doing this. What's a makeup artist? I'm going to keep it my beautician, and you know she does makeup, and so I knew the makeup industry was what I wanted to do. Um, and I started working back and forth from London because there was no opportunities here for me. And I was traveling back and forth with Ryan every week. Um, Ryan was here obviously with mom and I was traveling back and forth. And it was only that I went over there that and being the person that I am. I love to talk. I started knocking on doors and getting work. And I ended up talking the leg of stool that much that I got a job with Google and YouTube as their main makeup artist. So I, do you know what? I'd done loads in the makeup industry Um world and then um obviously went in the apprentice yeah it all kicked off
0: so you've obviously had that entrepreneurial streak or entrepreneurial spread from a very young age you were obviously selling sweets in, in school so I for have. me school was a again just something that i wasn't inspired by at all i absolutely hated it there was nothing that i really enjoyed about school couldn't with they really leave it yeah um, like if you take that back where was that from like um, is there anybody else in your family that are entrepreneurial or run their own businesses, or is that just something that was within you? Blanya?
1: Every one of us, we all done the same. Every one of our brothers and my brothers and sisters on the exact same school suites. My 11 year old brother is in the middle of setting up a new business, believe it or not. He's 11. Um, it's called, I don't know I'm, say it. I'm going to say it anyway, um, sweet Lord. So he's organising the sweet boxes. So he's got all these in. He's got them all sectioned for different parts of the year. what. What? He's 11. Brilliant. He has a bucket of money up in the room. He used to sell sweets in the school yard as well last year and got caught. And then so he was like, so technically I'm not allowed to sell them in the, on the playground. Yeah. What about after school outside the gate? <laughs> you know oh, so he talked to another, he got another he got another angle of it so he started selling them after school outside the gate and he was making me 40 or 50 quid a week
0: fantastic
1: <laughs> he's 11 yeah so I think it's it definitely in all of us I definitely it definitely came from my mother and thought everybody all we were brought up like that
0: yeah
1: and I'm so grateful that we were brought up like that because if I didn't know that type of if I didn't know that way I wouldn't ever have done what I'm doing now you know yeah
0: uh, and then you mentioned the, the apprentice there. What was that experience like, Grunya? Like, what was it? Were you really, really clear on what you wanted from it? And um, I suppose, Dave, what was the whole experience like?
1: I did not never clue what I was at. I was sitting hungover one night um, at, at Christmas, and my friend sent me a message I think you should go on The Apprentice. And I went, no, I couldn't. Absolutely dying. Started, said to myself, Oh, here, do you know what? I'll just download the application anyway. Downloaded it, started looking at it, started writing it a little took me three days to write it and I sent it away. And then I think there's like hundreds and thousands of people applying. So I never ever thought I could get on it. Little girl from Drum and Tea who, I don't even have a shop. don't even have a shop where I live, you know? So we, um, sorry, I was distracted by the thing they're going off. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so whenever I applied and then you have to go through an interview process. So you have to go through... First interview, then you you They they tell you whether you're going to get the second one, so you have to wait like four weeks. So then the second interview come in, I was like, oh my god, I think I might, I think there's a chance I could get on this. Then the third one come in, I like, right that's it, I'm on it, I'm on it. My mother, everybody was laughing at me, going, oh, granny, calm, you mightn't get on. Don't be getting yourself, you know, really hyped up. You mightn't get on it. I'm like, I'm getting on that show. I'm telling you, I know, I know, I am. And then the final part of it is that you have to, obviously you have to go and see a doctor or one of their doctors. You have to go and they have to get to you know, see if you're mentally stable to be able to get on this show. And that's the final part. So whenever I get past that, I was like, here I think I'm on. I really do. And obviously the amount of people that apply for that show, for me to even then get that phone call that afternoon and say, yeah, we're taking you on. We, we, we think you'd be a great candidate.
0: Fantastic
1: really passed out. I was just shocked at a girl who you know previous 15 years pre- previous to that people were laughing at me and people were calling me everything and you could imagine young girls and, and mothers and, and people in a small town saying this that and the other because oh, she'll do not with her life to then continue on on a journey of not giving up and not really caring what people think to then 15 years and it took me that long you know, to juggle being a single mom, being an actual human as well, and a young girl growing up, but also having that drive to wanting to be successful, to then going, boom, I'm on The Apprentice.
0: <laughs> fingers.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a really really good feeling. But I loved the, the experience of the show because obviously I, as you, you can imagine or you can notice, any, I'm quite hyper and you know I love life and then to get on this show with all these other people and to be in this house and to do all these tasks and to be constantly like, cause you get no sleep. And I love the buzz of, you know, constantly doing something and, and get me, get my hands into something different that, that I don't know about. Yeah. So it was just the best experience I ever done. It made me realize so many different things that I thought I could never do. One of my biggest things would be public speaking. What did I do last week? My TikTok. Yeah. So, you know, and again, I say it all the time. There's there's so many different opportunities. And if we, if I was to have listened to a lot of people and the backlash of different things that I thought I wanted to do, that people laughed at, yeah, you know, I wouldn't have done a lot of things. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that think the same. You know, they look back now and regret thinking, oh, if I would have actually just done that because I, it, and didn't listen to so and so, I actually could have a really successful business hour. I could be in a completely different job. You know, and I feel like you're never too old, you know, and people are probably younger people are probably look at me and go, Oh, she's in her thirties now, she's mid thirties, she should be she'll be over the hill now in a couple of days. We're definitely on this planet for another 40 years. Like I feel like I'm only warming up. I haven't seen. It. I haven't seen it. I'm only warming up. Yeah, I'm the
0: same. I'm turning 40 now in, in April. And I'm I'd say over the last few years specifically, I've really kind of got aligned and like have a stronger vision and stronger mission and stronger purpose than I had ten years ago. Yeah. Years ago, I was still trying to find me way, but over the last few years specifically, um, I feel that I'm really aligned with what I'm supposed to be doing and where I'm going. Can you take that back even, Grania? Do you think that um as you said, having a kid of fifteen or sixteen, do you think then that you were trying to prove the point? Do you think, right, I'm gonna I'm gonna show these guys, I'm gonna like go out and prove the, the naysayers
1: wrong. Massively, massively. And like Ryan does laugh at me, especially when I was on The Apprentice. He's like, you wouldn't be on that show without me anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm your story. Um, but it is, and, and you know, everyone's got a story. And, and you know, me, me, being, me being pregnant at 15, as much as a traumatised, and it was a very, very difficult time, not only for me, but for my whole family to accept. And you know, I had to I had to be very thick skinned in that time in my life because of the because of the talk, because of the gossip, because of the you know, I was only a fifteen year old girl. Um but overcoming that challenge, I, I don't think there's anything else could face I did not in, not faces me. Yeah. If I can get over the the back the the backlash and the talking and the gossiping mm. from at a 15 year old girl taking on a not massive role as a mother and not really giving one fiddler's what anybody else says i i'm just that like I'm
0: you for exactly what you're doing right now as well too Ronya, for yeah. business because any entrepreneur any business person knows that you're still going to have the naysayers you're going to have the people who don't like you the people who talk you down and you've built that resilience up over those period of years to be stronger mentally um yes and that's exactly what you're doing right now
1: yes and i think a lot of people should do the same um it is, but it's such a big fear to overcome. Yeah. Like, I believe that I'm really, really thick-skinned. My, like, people on Instagram would say, oh, she's really lovely. And then my family would go, you're ruthless. <laughs> just, just, whereas I don't see it like that. I'm like, no, but I don't. It's not that I'm ruthless. I'm, it would take a lot to, something for something to annoy me. Yeah. So, um, it would take a lot for something to annoy me really, really break me down and cry and be upset. But like I have my down days and they're my own personal down days. But what others say it wouldn't be, you know, it's a massive thing that people and especially the society we're living in at the minute because of Instagram, because of Facebook, because of we're looking at other people's platforms or other people's days, nobody's actually turning around and saying, I feel rotten today i feel really depressed i feel like i actually don't want to wake up in the morning yeah. i want to lie in bed with the curtains closed and what i try to put across to people especially on my platforms as well on my instagram having days like that is okay and i don't claim to run around with rosy colored glasses on 24 7 when i have a down day or a down week i'll not be on instagram yeah. i'll completely come off it and then i'll come on back on again i speak openly about depression and anxiety can kick in like that and it can bring you right down but feeling guilty for having days like that or a few days off or a few days of just trying to find yourself again is 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 definitely something people need to put into plan for themselves
0: i 100 agree and it's something that i speak out about a lot as well too which is that toxic positivity um type of movement where everything has to be positive and rosy and happy and and if it's not then you're feeling even worse about yourself. You're self appreciating more. Or you're losing more confidence because you have a lopsided view that everything's supposed to be happy and positive. But yeah. it's the balance. There can't be a positive without a negative. And if you understand that better, I think like what you're doing and saying that, and I, I teach it to people who I'm coaching and mentoring as well, that it's never always going to be happy and positive. You have to take the balance. You have to take the negative with it and mm-hmm. understand that. And then you can approach each day better. And if you need to take a step back like you do or whatever it may be, do that understand that that's proper balance that's Mm. like all happy and roses
1: yeah but it is the guilt that people feel because they feel like they have to put the 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 feeling of every you know everything's great in my life or put a beautiful photo up or you know um just to be in this society of all happiness when we're going through the middle of a pandemic when the majority i'd say of 98 percent of people are feeling the lowest of the low they've ever felt and even me sitting here, yeah, you know, I was lucky—not lucky, yeah, lucky last year, because in March I had no business, I had no income. I drank a lot, <laughs> drank a lot, a lot of wine. Um, I put a lot of weight on in four weeks. I turned into a TikTok comedian. I thought this was hilarious, but it didn't, and I, that was okay for that that time. But it didn't, it didn't drive me. It it it, it got boring then after a while. There's only really so much red wine and food you can eat by yourself. So, you know, I turned that negative situation, which I could have continued on into, right, I need to change this up. I'm in this situation now. We're in the middle of a pandemic. What can I do to motivate my brain and get my creative juices going again? Mm -hmm. So starting the online store was that. Um, But then that catapulted from an online store into three months later, an actual physical store. I got the keys. And then to three months later, after renovations and getting the shop done up, the store opening. Now I'm in the middle of pandemic and people are thinking you're crazy, but having something to I'm lost in world where I'm going with this one. Having a focus, I think Having again. a focus. Yeah. Having a focus on something and not being not, uh, not, 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 again. It's, it's the, it's the overcoming the fear of not being afraid of what other people are going to say to you too.
0: Yeah. And that, and that's a like, Everybody had two choices. Now, don't get me wrong. There's people that have lost their job and lost their careers and, and everything that's happened, and been furloughed. furlough. But again, there's always opportunity in that. How many people have lost a job or lost a career? It was probably dragging them down that they didn't really enjoy. They fucking hated. Mm. All of a sudden, there's an opportunity to do something that they really want to do. And I think it, it does come down to like two different perspectives altogether, which is, and we kind of talked about that, people were talking about that in Clubhouse earlier, which is right Well, you can see that there's opportunity everywhere or you can see the pessimistic view, which is right, well, I need to sit here and wait for the world to open up again. Yeah. And happens. Yeah. So it takes a different type of person. It takes a different type of mentality. They just go, right, like you said, for the first few weeks, it was wine and TikTok. But oh. then that's not something that you truly value. It's not something that's going to keep you moving forward. Yeah. Back in the thinking game, which is right, I need to actually be proactive and create. And, and, and reach people and unpack people
1: mm-hmm. but even when you listen to like even after that ted talk to people and i mentioned it actually in clubhouse people contacted me saying that message that you put across was very strong i'm going to start this i'm going to start this small business and i love helping small businesses like i love something coming through the door like there was something came through the door earlier but this girl started she, little treats and all and i love showcasing other small businesses on my on my instagram you know that definitely in this time as well, it's about supporting each other. And I can always say that without my followers, I wouldn't be sitting in this shop. And it's not about a million people following me. It's about the community that I have. I know support me. And I openly say it. And when the shop opens and the world opens again, everybody that bought from my store, because we're going to go to a massive, massive, massive party. No, I'm going to, I'm going to take them out for the night. I mean, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Because I couldn't have done it without them. I wouldn't be sitting in this shop without the support of one, local people sharing my, my products, and two, the people buying of me. Do you know it is about supporting local massively, especially in this time?
0: Yeah, 100%. What about your, in terms of what you do for like self development, Gwenya? Has, has it been a big part of your business career? Has it been a big part of your life? Is there things that you do to like improve your mindset, or is it just, you just going kinda... to...
1: As I said, we sort of touched on it earlier. I am a roller coaster. So if I feel that I'm not actively doing enough within, if I don't have my teeth into something, whether it's into my business, into something new that I want planned within the next twelve months, or if I can feel that I'm just sort of like cruising along like that, I start getting anxiety. Like a hundred percent. Like I'll start being really, really tough on myself, going, "Okay, what can you do now?" Or what. What can really, really motiv- not motivate you, but drive you? What can really give you that fire in your stomach again? So, but having my down days, which I have, I have, and I have a lot of them, Um, not, I, I'm just riding that wave out. So riding the wave out of the bad ones and then coming in full force again of the, of the next one. And I mean, they're good ones. So I'm having a really, really good three days. I'm hyper, my energy's up, my motivation's up again, because I took two days at the start of the week and I cried my heart out and I ate like a horse and I slept in the afternoon and I didn't feel guilty about it because I know that's what I needed. I know if I was to continue and not give myself them two days, just then two days of riding out that horrible wave of feeling terrible within myself, I would have continued, I would have went on and I would have continued on and I would have been coming into the shop and feeling terrible and not really done, and throwing things about, taking a step back, getting myself back into me taking a little time for me and then bang, boom, back in it. Yeah. And then it may last two weeks and I need another day off or I need another day to just sit and cry. So be it. That's...
0: It's balance you, and, and you understand that and it helps yeah. you again get motivated again, take more action.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I love walking. Yeah. I love walking. I had a good cry the other day when I was going for a walk and I love it. I love it. In the rain, crying smart. heart. <laughs> Gripping. That's think great thing. is it? It's not a bad thing. People are afraid to show emotion. People are afraid to show their honest emotion and think that they have to be this really strong, you know, look at me, I'm killing it, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Instead of, because the depression, like, because if you share it more, you, you actually overcome it more. Because I feel that, see when I'm having a down day or anything like that, and then I go on Instagram and I, I say it openly, see the, see the support see if you just talk to one person and I know that's saying we're all we're all saying that really really strongly at the minute but even saying it to one person see that support you could get back just over that one person to change your day and your mood so it definitely is good to talk yeah and share your emotion and don't be running around like a robot
0: yeah at the end of the day and suppressing those types of feelings and emotions can only do you harm yeah do you harm physiologically do you harm psychologically over time and I think, especially for men, it's probably more prominent where they suppress it all the time. There's been times during lockdown where I went out in the car and punched the steering wheel and roared and shouted and just had to get it out of me. Yeah. Otherwise it comes out in the wrong way. Yeah. Understanding that I have to do that, Or for me, I'm lucky enough where I'm able to go and release that through training or like going to the gym and things like that. Um, I can I can kind of release that. But again, if you're not fully aware of that, then you're just letting it build up and build up and build up something cracks, on has to give.
1: Yeah, no, it definitely does. So,
0: so you mentioned TEDx, um, the talk. What were you, what was it like? Tell people the experience. How did you think about it? What were you like before it? How did you feel? Um, you've obviously had a massive response as well too since.
1: I am dreading watching that back. <laughs> I am really, I'm panicking about it because as I said, um, my one of my biggest things was public speaking. I couldn't have held a conversation in a room four years ago. It wasn't for me. I couldn't have done this in call. It was just something that I didn't feel confident in. It didn't, it was something that I had to really work on to overcome to be able to stand in a room or walk on a stage. Now I think I'm a stand-up comedian. I just love it. I I literally took it by every inch and I just went for it and my first my first talk actually was to 600 people just to break the ice just to really get it in there so but the TED talk obviously I said I didn't enjoy school I you know writing essays and different things or writing talks wasn't wasn't going to be my strongest point so I spent weeks trying to put this pen to paper and this was this was the honest truth of it and I mean it was giving me anxiety what am I going how am I going to word this I can't rehearse this because you know, it, just, it, it won't come out right. And it's all very structured and all very professional TED Talks. And so I landed at um, I landed at uh, the event and Gary said, okay, right, no, uh, you're on in 15 seconds. And I went, no, Gary, I'm on in an hour. And he went, and I'm literally just in the door. And he went, no, you're on 15 seconds. I went, no, Gary, no, 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 I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready, not prepared. And he's like, nope. And then Chris started uh, introducing me on. Like, oh, God, no, please. <laughs> so I, I actually walked on to that red dot on that stage and that event in that event. And I spoke honestly. And the opening of it was that I spent weeks trying to write this TED talk. And I had the notebook with the TED talk because everyone needs a new notebook when they're doing something new. And I opened it up and it was empty and I said I can't I've I, I put no pen to paper. I'm, I'm going to read from here. This is my journey and my, my message is about um not not letting the other, not letting people's opinion of you block your future. So, and then welcome to my TED talk. Then I just started talking. Yeah. And there was no real structure to it. There was no there was a bit of a laugh and a bit of a try to do a bit of a joke in the middle of it and That's how I, that's how I talk. That's how I overcome my nerves. That's how I overcome my fear. And I think that's a massive thing that people need to do as well. If they want to be able to have the, they want to be able to stand in a room and talk. If you find that reading it off a sheet or standing, being or comparing yourself to somebody else's talk or thinking you need to talk the way they talk. No, I don't agree with that at all. You need to find your own way. Yeah. And although everybody, you know, as, as we know, a TED Talk is very structured and rehearsed, mine wasn't. And that's how I talk, and that's how I put my TED Talk out there. Um, and I know it was a lot different to everybody else's, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm me, and that's the way I put it across.
0: And that takes, that takes a lot of courage as well, too, to do that growing up, because as you said, like, everybody knew that they were going to be speaking at Ted and they were prepping and I did the same prep to talk. I thought it was fantastic, right? This is what I'm going to talk about. And then um, my coach, Kamala, she was like, no, let's just kind of reconstruct it and do something else. So we did something else, but then I had left it thinking that I had loads of time to prep it and then I left it with like two weeks out. But it was kind of at the same time, I didn't want to over prep it and then there would be no kind of feeling or emotion to it. But it takes courage to do that. To just stand up and go on the, the red dot and not have anything prepared and just speak from my heart.
1: Yeah, I haven't listened to it back now, mind you. So I'm sure it'll be a little bit ropey. But you know, as I said to people as well, that me listening to that back, I'm gonna learn what I need to practice on, and even doing my podcast and all now, I know I talk too fast, and I know I need to slow things down. But everything's a learning lesson. Yeah. I know, and I, I when I when I listen to the first ones that I recorded for my own podcast. I know there's going to be things I need to learn, and I know people will say back, I'll say things, oh, is not terrible. She talks too fast. That's okay, because that's just something about learning. That's that. I can I can work on that. Yeah. You know, but my first step was actually sitting my butt down and recording, or walking onto the stage and standing on the red dot. So I don't see anything. I love I love every I take every opportunity by both hands. I love it
0: fantastic what advice would you give growing to like people that are listening now maybe another like a young female who's thinking about starting her own entrepreneurial journey and wants to start her own business like, what if you could go back to when you started what advice would have been the best type of advice that you could have got then
1: uh, the first definite bit of advice would be going back to overcoming the fear of what other people are going to say first of all because we're with social media being a big ass a big part of any sort of business and marketing as well, getting a face behind a brand is very very important as well. So even making that first video or putting that first post up, that is the scariest thing that anybody can do. And even for people that are so successful in their businesses, to sit for two minutes or fifteen seconds and put one story up, on, they're terrified, and they do it a million times over and over and over again. And it is all down to that one rule and that one fear. What are they going to think of me? What are they going to say about me? How do I sound to them? Who are they? They're not going to pay your bills, full stop. That's how I say it. You know, they're not going to put the love in your heart. They're not going to, they don't sit around your table when you're having drinks with your friends or they're not in your circle. but the, you need to get your first step and your first voice out there. And by just overcoming the fear of what, haters might say because there's so much more people that are going to support you than then just them little people are going to judge you
0: it's so common like I, I coach a lot of business owners as well too and like getting them to do that first step of like doing a video or promoting their business or letting people know their fist behind the business sometimes yeah. they hide behind it for a long period of time uh, and it's so it's so common it's that fear of like judgment i'm going to be judged what are people going to say about me because they're not paying the bills and they're not um, putting food in your mouth, but all too often we like value other people's opinions that much and it yeah. stops us from progressing.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. But I, what's the other thing I would say? I think that, I think enjoying something first of all, you know, be passionate about what you want to get into. Because so many people follow a journey of right. Okay, say it's, we'll just we'll call this Lady Mary, right? So Mary works in a bank. Mary is really, really good at her job. Mary hates her job. So Mary loves cooking. Mary's passion is cooking. She really loves getting home out of that job in the bank. and She's making loads of money in the bank. But Mary wants to really, really get her hands in. So she loves baking. She loves the feeling. She loves the feeling of, of other people then tasting her food. But Mary will stay in the bank just because she's afraid, one, to, to do it because she's afraid of what people think. And two, she's, she's content in this situation she's in at the minute but if she was to dig deeper right into the actual passion side of even her life and this being it the main part she'd be like a new woman she'd yeah. be like a new pin mary be floating about so you know taking taking your passion finding your passion and don't be afraid to um just go for it take a risk definitely, definitely go for it yeah did you like my mary such thing there?
0: that analogy 100 <laughs> percent <laughs> but it's, but it's true. It is true because most people are afraid to take that risk. And I actually wrote about it in the, my book, which was, you could go a whole way through your life, like just trying to please other people and then look back and go, like, why did I do that? Why did I give up my own goals? Why did I give up my dreams, and my aspirations just because of what other people think, like other people's opinions of me. Mm-hmm. And you it 40 years or 50 years or 60 years or whatever it may be because of what other people think. It's right. crazy. It's crazy, but it's such a common fear.
1: Or, an age thing people think, Oh, I'm 40 now. So, what's the point? No, like, this has this this mindset has to change. 40 is only warming up on this planet, 40 is educated, 40 is experienced, 40 is now the time for you to start a business. That's how I say it. Mm-hmm. I like I'm only warming up, as I said before, but you know, I'm excited to whenever, whenever I'm 40, because I know I'm going to know a lot more than I do right now, and I'm going to keep continuing on. So if you are at an age where you think, no, I'm too old, why would I do that now? Sure, I've done 15 years in this job. You know, there's no point changing it. You're going to be here for another 40. You may as well enjoy the 40 instead of a miserable for another 15. So,
0: Even in the book, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, speaks about that where most successful people that get success and actually retain it are mm-hmm. over the age of 40, the age of 40 and over. I think part of up at a maturity, obviously, and, You've been through maybe a lot of hiccups as well too uh, in the previous years so where you understand a lot more about yourself and life yeah. and business. Saying that,
1: about? I do act as if I'm still about 16. <laughs> oh, no doubt. I, I, know, I know I'm know i focused on my work, but I do act like a kid. Yeah. So
0: <laughs> what's the big plans for yourself now moving forward then, Gronio? Where is your focus? What's the uh, big goal for
1: 2021? Um. Obviously, I'm sitting in my shop and it's closed. Um, I'm waiting for it to open again. I'm continuing my online stuff uh, would be my main, my main focus. I'm actually in the middle of um, creating new products as well, so they'll be launching at the end of the year, which is a bit crazy considering the middle of a lockdown as well. Um, I've got a lot of off, like a lot of talks about uh, a lot of workshop motivational workshops booked in for Fe- for March already from my TED talk. So that was always something that I'd done a little bit of. But now I feel like I'm I'm really enjoying it and I'm really enjoying these podcasts and I'm really enjoying getting my little voice out there because it's not it's not an arrogance thing, but I feel like if my journey and I'll tell you it was a struggle and I I, I talk openly about it, it wasn't an easy an easy life, but it was it was a challenge. But if my story could actually help anybody in any way, shape or form or even give them that little push to start that job or, you know, a- anything, if it can do anything, you know, I, 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 I get a little buzz off that. That's, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take away with my makeup and that's my main thing. And my, and my businesses and my, and my, and my products, but I'm definitely going to pursue the, the, the career of motivational stuff more. Fantastic.
0: So there's another business that's come out of this. Out of the- it's
1: definitely come out of the woodwork now over the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And does it, like, inspire you? You're motivated by it? I love it. I'm actually sitting here with a big smiley face even talking to you. I just, I just... And I love talking to... I love hearing other people's stories. I love, and I love, I love when people feel inspired. It's It's just a beautiful feeling to be able to know that you can put another smile on somebody else's face. Especially when you're having, and I say it again, especially when you're having them down days, to be able to change somebody's mood into a completely different zone is... That's 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 a wage on its own, isn't
0: it? Yeah, 100 percent And it's a it's a gift and it's a talent as well too.
1: 100 yeah. percent
0: impact on other people.
1: Yeah.
0: 100%. So Gronia, if people are looking to find out more about you in terms of your products, etc., or book you for some guest speaking, where is the best it's place? <laughs> where's the best place to get a hold of you?
1: Okay, well you can find me on Instagram at uh, Gronia McCoy and then my makeup store is Give Us Beauty. So that's online and um, the lovely retail stores in Yuri, But unfortunately, we're still closed at the minute. Um, and that's really my socials. my Facebook as well. It's all under Gronia McCoy. So you can find me all under that.
0: Happy days. Gronia, thank you very much for jumping on the podcast. It was a pleasure to speak to you and listen to your journey and share your insights and inspirations with our listeners. So thank you for jumping on.
1: Thank you very much for having me.
0: Excellent.
1: Speak Cheers. soon. Bye.